0: Thank you, Ms. Darler. That's a great thing, great opportunity to do, because I know those kids benefit a lot from all the love and compassion that you give, and it, it means a lot. So, are y'all ready to praise and worship? Let's go ahead and stand as we give all the glory to God.
1: Say, breaks the power? Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger. The King of glory, the King above all kings.
0: Who shakes the whole earth?
1: Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder. And leaves us breathless in all and wonder. The King of glory, the King above all kings. You've done for me.
0: Who brings our chaos back into order?
1: Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The King of Glory, the King of Glory, who rules the nations. that you would bear my cross, you laid down your life, that I would be set free, oh Jesus I sing for all that you've done for me, We're singing, worthy is the lamb who slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy Oh, this is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You laid down your life I would be set free. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that You've done for me. Jesus,
0: I sing for. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that You've done for me. Amen. Aren't you? glad for our God provides, when we just call to him and cling to him, he gives us everything that we need, maybe not everything we want, not maybe when we want it, but when we need it, and I praise him for this, let's continue to glorify him, to God be the glory.
1: To God be the glory, great things he has done. So loved He the world that He gave us His Son Who yielded His life and atonement for sin And opened the life gate that all may go in Praise the Lord Let the earth hear His voice Praise the Lord Let the people rejoice Oh, come to the Father, through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He has done.
0: I like it when I hear and we can just give praise and glory together. Y'all sound lovely, by the way.
1: Let's continue to praise. Oh, perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, To every believer the promise of God The vilest offender who truly believes That moment from Jesus a pardon receives Praise the Lord, praise the Lord Let the earth hear his voice Praise the Lord Jesus, the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He has done. Great things He has taught us, great things He has done, and great are rejoicing through Jesus, the Son, but purer and higher and greater will be our When Jesus we see, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father, through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory. Great things he has done. We're going to sing that chorus one more time. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father, to Jesus the Son.
0: Let's continue to glorify and stand in his love this morning as we give praise and glory to him. When darkness tries to roll over, when darkness
1: tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own brokenness and pain is all i know i won't be shaken i won't be shaken my fear My my fear doesn't stand a chance when i stand in your love my fear doesn't stand a chance when i stand in your love my fear doesn't stand a chance Standing in his love this morning. Shame no longer. Shame no longer has a place to hide. And I am not a captive to the last. I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. No, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Ready, there's power there's power that can break off every chain there's power that can empty Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in Your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in Your love. We're standing on the rock, and I am standing on. Stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear. Doesn't stand a chance when I stand
0: in your love. Amen. That, That fear, that nasty, dirty old fear, doesn't bother us have victory so let's continue as we worship as we build our life continually on the name of jesus
3: something uh, we don't have very often we don't have this opportunity but we uh, we have a blanket from our compassionate ministry uh, to give to uh, or for us to pray over but the person that it's for is actually here today and she wasn't supposed to be so in case y'all don't know it's jackie Mm -hmm. So, we do thank God that she's here, but now she has to come up front. So, Miss Terry's going to come up and show you the blanket. That's not the pretty part. Oh, okay, there, I see that. Okay. okay. So I'm going to ask some of the ladies to go ahead and to make their way forward. And the special thing is, is that instead of us just simply holding it out and praying over it, we're going to drape it around Jackie and warm her up a little bit. And then we're going to touch Jackie and the blanket. as we pray uh, you know this morning we're going to pray thanking God for being with through the service or through the surgery and allowing her to be here with us this morning and uh, we're going to pray for complete healing the doctors did say that they got 100% of the cancer so we're praising God and we are celebrating that okay so let's go ahead and join our hearts together Dear Heavenly Father, we do come to you right now. And God, our hearts, dear Lord, as Jackie's family, we're, we're filled with joy because of the news. God, we knew that you were already involved in this. And God, we thank you. God, we thank you for being with Jackie and with being with the doctors throughout this surgery. And God, your hand being upon her life and just making things and moving things throughout. God, again, we praise you and we thank you, God, that you were there. God, we ask that you would continue to be with Jackie, God, throughout this healing process. God, that you would draw her closer and closer to you every single day. And God, today we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. And since this is Mother's Day, I'm just going to have the moms just to go ahead and stay here. And for all the moms that didn't make their way up, go ahead and y'all got to come on up. Okay. I've got some that are just simply kind of sitting there, like I'm gonna let you out. Like, you know, let you out of this. Uh, you know, y'all know me, and y'all know that's not gonna happen, right? Rose, Sarah, come on. Vicky, Wanda, Judy. I need our, can our video crew just kind of put the camera in a generic spot, and then y'all need to make your way down? No. This is a beautiful group of beautiful young women, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Young women. I said it right? Right. I did. I did good for the first time It is great to have y'all here It is great to have you a part of, uh, of our life As far as Rock Hill First Church But it's great to have you part of my life uh, My mom is uh, you know, 15 hours away So I thank you for those of you that uh, pretend to be my mom every once in a while And correct me and try to keep me in line Uh, You know, it doesn't work all that often, but I I, I do say thank you. Somebody has to help Peggy. Peggy. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We do have a gift for each one of you.
3: Okay. So where are you running to? Did I hear somebody say hard-headed?
4: Give me
2: another
3: away. Did you? Okay, now as y'all were reading before you run off, I know y'all were fixing to run off. I don't get one. Okay. I want to pray a prayer of blessing upon upon y'all here. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we do come to you right now. And God, this is a day, dear Lord, that, that kind of has a mixed bag, dear Lord, because I know that there are mothers that are already with you in heaven. And God, we mourn those. But God... Uh, you know, right now, today, dear Lord, we want to praise the ones that are here, and we want to thank you for allowing them to be a part of our lives. God, I pray, dear Lord, that you will bless them today. God, I pray that your hand, your face will be upon them throughout this week and throughout the rest of this month and throughout their life. God, as they obey you and follow you, God, that you will bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. As they're going back, we have a funny video that I would like to go ahead and show.
2: Are you guys sure you've got this? Yeah,
4: the twins are plugged in, baby's
3: asleep. How hard can this get?
4: We're men. Besides, I bumped into Chuck Norris at a pizza hut once. I think his power's rubbed off on me.
3: Get out of here. Go on, enjoy your mommy getaway weekend. Oh, this weekend was a bad idea.
4: Remember what happened last time we watched the kids? I'm not a piñata!
1: Get it off me! Get it off
4: <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna need help. <laughs> Warning use of this product may alter your perception of reality. (sighs) All right, everything looks the same. This is a joke.
0: Guys, it's like the Sahara in this cup. Can somebody hit me with some juice? (sighs) And listen, pulp, no pulp, doesn't make a difference to me. You're the ones dealing
1: with the diaper. Mom goggles! (laughs) It's beautiful! (laughs)
4: I need you to sit on your bottom. Listen to Daddy. You sit on your bottom, okay? Daddy's gonna come get you. Don't don't, don't move. Don't, don't, don't move. Don't dance. You sit on your bottom. Daddy's gonna come get you.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa!
0: Don't you try to stop me.
4: A poopy, yes, you did. Where are your mom goggles? They wouldn't fit over my hazmat suit. Take this. Oh, oh. You're so cute, baby. Huh?
1: and then the little boy <laughs> rocked his mommy. Oh, I love you forever. I like you.
4: I don't know how they do it. Oh, well you take it and you fold it from corner
3: to corner.
4: No, I'm I'm asking the question, how do moms do all of this? How do they handle it all?
3: Well, maybe they have goggles we don't know about.
4: It's as if God gave moms a special way of looking at things, you know? Okay, who taught you servanthood? Who modeled grace? Who gave you a taste of what God's love could look like? My mom, Mr. T, and my mom. Anyway, I I just think God gave moms a special way of looking at things. Hey, honey.
2: Hey, how's it going at home?
4: It's all good. Guess you could say I'm starting to catch a glimpse of what your world looks like. Oh, really? Yeah. Mama. Hold on, your daughter wants to say something to you. I did Mama. She says she misses you. And she realizes she can't make it without you.
2: She said all that, huh?
4: I don't know if she said it but it's what I wanted to say. And I should have said it a lot sooner. I thank God for you.
1: The twins.
4: <laughs> um, it, it, it was nothing. Um, we, we have to go, okay? Um, l- love you, Mommy.
3: Amen. If I can have the ushers to go ahead and make their way forward, we're going to take up our tithes and offerings. Thank you. Amen. I want to thank Chris and Courtney for putting together the praise and worship. They've had a uh, difficult week, uh, but they did a great job. Uh, thank you for, for that. And obviously, I, uh, I made it too cold in here, and my wife hasn't even darkened the doors of the sanctuary today. She knew that we had, well, wait a minute, she's darkened the doors, but she knew that we had flowers, real flowers in the sanctuary today, and she knows that whenever there's real flowers in the sanctuary, I kind of keep it a little bit cooler so they don't die as fast. Somebody told me it's actually better to water them than to make it colder for them. Still, I don't believe that one. So hopefully, if you're cold, hopefully you found a blanket or a sheet or a cover. A sheet. Yeah. There's no sheets in here, but that's okay. Hopefully, you're okay. I'd like to say, uh, I love Jesus. My- Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thanks thanks Terry. Amen. Good. Thank you. Thank you. This morning, I would like for you to turn to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, (laughs) titled the message for you this morning, What Filter Do You Use? I had planned on having some air conditioner filters up here and some water filters and stuff like that, but sometimes plans are thought really good in my head, but not too good whenever it comes to actually putting the filters and stuff up here. But anyway, I want you to think about this. What, what filter do I use? And we'll get into this and I'll help you to understand the filter uh, you know, and what we're actually filtering throughout the message. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 1, it says, now I, Paul... "...appeal to you with gentleness and kindness of Christ, though I realize you think I am, a timid, I am timid in person and bold only when I write from far away. Well, I am begging you, you now so that when I come, I won't have to be bold with those who think we act from human motives." We are human, but we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have been fully obedient, we punish everyone who remain or who remains disobedient. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. This is his second letter that Paul is writing. And whenever we get to this part, this is in the 10th chapter, and Paul goes back, and he deals with his authority, and he says, I, Paul, there again, he is going back to let you know, I, Paul, that you know, he mentions in the first part of this, and the authority that Paul has by being the apostle or an apostle of Jesus Christ, am appealing to you with gentleness and kindness of Christ. All right, So whenever we see this, Paul is dealing with them in the gentleness and the kindness of Jesus Christ. But I want you to see the gentleness and kindness that Paul has to deal with and talk about here is because there are people that do not understand the mercy that God really has and what that is all about. Now, they're looking at Paul, and they're saying, Paul, the last time that you were here, you were timid. So the boldness and all of these harsh things that you're writing to us about, you only write to us about this, but whenever you get to us, you're just simply this wimp, so you really have no authority... Because of the meekness and the gentleness that you're giving this to us once you get here. How many of y'all have seen those videos where you have one dog on one side of the fence and a dog on the other side of the fence and they're just barking and yapping at each other and whenever they open up the gate, they stop. That's kind of what they're saying here that Paul's doing. Whenever you're on the other side of the gate, you're on the other side of the door, You know, you're this bold man, but whenever you come and stand before us, you're weak and you're timid. And Paul is saying that that is not what's happening. Right? Paul is not being bold away because he's afraid of them once he stands before them. I want you to to turn to, well, you don't have to turn there, but Genesis chapter 3, and we have the fall of man where Satan in the form of the serpent, uh, you know, tempts Eve, right? And she, he questions Eve and says, did God not say that you could eat of every tree or every fruit that's in the garden? Uh, you know, and she questions and she says, yeah, he says that we can eat from all of the fruit or all the fruit. Of the trees, except for the one that's in the center. And if we eat of that one in the center, or even touch that one that's in the center, then we will surely die. And then Satan says, "You really won't die. What's going to happen is, is that whenever you touch it or you eat it, you're going to be like God, and you're going to know the, you know, think, you know, from good and evil." Adam and Eve ate from the tree, right? And what happened? They immediately knew right and wrong, just like God. So that was right. But did they die? Yes, but not immediately. So what we deal with is, is if God says that if you eat of this fruit, that you're going to die, and they ate of the fruit, and they touched the tree, they ate of the fruit, and they didn't die. There's people out there that says, well, is God really going to do what he says he's going to do? Because he said Adam and Eve was going to die, but they really didn't die. But they did die. Death entered the world. Consequences of sin... Is what? Death. But whenever we sin, do we die? No, we keep on living. Now, there's some sins that kill us immediately. I'm not going to go into what those are. You can divide those out and see what they are. But what we have and what we see is that whenever we look at God's mercy... We get confused and we say, he's so merciful and his love is so great, there's not going to be any consequences. That's what these people were saying. Paul, whenever you're writing this stuff, you're really harsh and you write all this down, but whenever you come to us, you're just like, oh, well, you know, let's talk about this a little bit longer. Let's deal with this a little bit more. He goes in and he says that he's bold in his writing so that whenever he gets there, he doesn't have to be bold because you've repented. Oh but then he says, but there are going to be some that whenever they get there, whenever I get there that they're not going to have repented and then judgment will happen. right? So we have this. Can you come along with me? I think I'm missing you this morning. There are people in the world, there are people in the churches today that are living a sinful lifestyle. And they're like, oh, I got time. Right? I think I talked about this last week or I made this comment last week, uh, maybe the week before, but... There's often times that we look in our lives and we say, I just need to go out and sow some of my oats, and then I'll come and turn to God, right? I, I want to have some fun before I get serious with God, as, as if being a Christian isn't fun. How many times can you come to church and laugh at a pastor because he has the, has the refrigerator in the sanctuary? But the thing about this is, is that whenever we, we listen to what these people are talking about, we do it. We live a life as if God is going to love me forever and there's not going to be any consequences for whatever I do. Right? There's songs out there that says, you know, there's, there's nothing That can take me away from God's love. There's no place that I can go. That God's love can't go. Or won't go. Or isn't there. And it's all true right? God's love is everywhere. God will continue to love us. Throughout every single day of our lives. But does that mean that whenever he comes back if we have not asked for repentance of our sins, that his love is just going to say, oh, come on into heaven. Paul's given us this here, but Paul's talking about it in his standpoint. Whenever he is coming, Christ has given us pastors. God has given us his word, and he gives us his word And He is loving us and He has mercy upon us because He is waiting and He is waiting. And we're all like, God, can you please stop waiting? I'm ready to get to heaven. But God says, there's somebody else out there that I want to get to heaven. I'm going to show mercy to them and draw them and keep drawing them unto me. But there is going to be a day. That he's going to return. There is going to be a day. That his love and his mercy. That he has for us. Will be judgment upon us. But for those that believe in him. For those that repent of their sins. There will be no judgment right. As we as believers, as we believe in Jesus Christ and as we follow his commands. On that judgment day, we're, we're not going to stand there in judgment, are we? Because he's already cleansed us. We're going to be there to accept our reward. Today is the day that we need to repent. See, one of the things in what Paul was dealing with in that particular time in in the church there was there was a group of people that that dressed well and acted just right and were really orderly and they ran the service in just an orderly fashion but their theology was just a little bit off but they covered it up by the way that they looked and by how organized and how they ran everything to make it look as if it was what God really wanted Now, I'm trying to paint this picture for you because for us, we we look at these things and there's a lot of things that look really nice and that are almost the truth that there's a lot of people that are getting caught up in. I, one of the things that whenever we, we look at this and I think about it, you know, let's, let's take a group of people that's out there that, that know enough about Scripture really to, to get in trouble. And they're going to sit in a coffee shop and they're going to sit there with their friends and they're going to have this nice conversation about this particular passage of Scripture. And then one of them is going to say, well, I feel that it's telling me this. But it doesn't really match up with what Scripture says. But it kind of makes sense. And it it looks good, right? It's it's wrapped up. It has this nice little bow on it. It sounds neat. But it's just off a little bit. I think that's what this feels. I I feel that's what this is. That's what Scripture, that's what this passage of Scripture is telling me. That's what Paul was dealing with. Not necessarily the coffee shop. But they were missing the truth of the scripture. And by missing the truth of the scripture, they wrapped a little bow around it by making it look nice and by having it being organized just right That whenever you left, you're like, wow, that really made sense to me. I think that's what I'm going to do. Oh, sorry. I think that's what I'm going to do. See, that's what Paul was dealing with, and that's what Paul was talking about. But in his love and his mercy... He's being bold and telling you, this is not the right way. You, you can't just simply live the wife in a manner that you think it's it is. If it doesn't match up to scripture, then that's not the way you're supposed to be living. Even though whenever you get there and you sit or you think about it, you're like, man, that that really kind of makes sense. If it's not in here, it doesn't make sense. See, Paul goes in and he talks about the stronghold. To understand Paul talking about the stronghold... You have to go to Proverbs chapter 21, verse 22, that talks about God's knowledge, knocks down the strongholds of the people that think they're wise. The earthly wisdom is knocked down and destroyed by the wisdom of God. Then Paul's here and he says, you know, yes, I am human. But, you know, I don't use human weapons to fight this war. He uses God's mighty weapons. And it says, not worldly weapons. In verse 5, it says, We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. There's a purpose for this. Paul is knocking down the strongholds, not just simply to be knocking down the strongholds, but so that people can come to God. In other words, his discussions and the talks that he was having had a purpose to them. But I want you to see this because after that it says that we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Capture is where I went to or where I came from as far as the filter. Paul says that he captures their thoughts. So whose thoughts is he capturing? Here Paul is capturing the thoughts of the people that are swaying or taking their thought philosophy and the theology of the gospels and they're changing it. He is taking their thoughts captive so that he can now understand where they're coming from so that he can help them to see God. What do we do as Christians and as the church? that's not what we believe I'm just going to stay away from it that's a hot topic in society I got nothing to do with it right come on Paul's telling us that we need to capture their thoughts we need to understand where they're coming from so that we can help them to get to God Whoo, man, that makes sense now. So what are you going to filter their thoughts through? Are you going to filter their thoughts through worldly discussions and through other worldly conversations? Or are you going to filter their thoughts through God's Word? Oh, man, I can tell. There's a a philosopher, wrote a book, psychologist, wrote a book, 2008. And in 2008, he came up with this huge discovery that says that the problem with men is, is that they can't capture their thoughts to make them correct. Hmm. He wrote that book in 2008. Doesn't Ezekiel chapter 36, 36, verses 27 and 28 help us with that? Let me read that for you. It says, and I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony heart or stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. We have a new heart. We have a new mind. We have a new thought process. But yet somebody wrote about it in the psychology back in 2008. And we're going to go to him to say, oh, I need to think good thoughts instead of bad thoughts. I need to change the way that I react to other people. Are we going to go to the worldly view? Or are we going to go to God's view to be able to filter out God's word so that we can help the people to see God, or are we going to use the worldly view to help the people to see more of the world? What filter are we going to help them with? Brita. Finest water filter ever created. 3GM best filtering air conditioner system or God's word what what filter because the same way in Genesis chapter 3, whenever Eve said that if we eat or touch of this tree, we'll surely die. As sure as that promise from God has come true, the promise of Him returning is going to happen. He is not weak in his mercy and in his his meekness and kindness. That does not show his weakness. That does not show that he is not the sovereign God as in who he is. His plan will come true. There is nothing you or I can do to stop it. He is asking us to join Him in His holy plan and live with Him for eternity. But we have to repent. Paul takes it and goes in and says that we have to repent, but we also have to become fully obedient to God's will and God's way. And whenever that happens, and He returns, He's going to return for those that remained disobedient. And judgment will be brought upon them. What filter are you going to use? What filter are you going to use in determining what is theologically right and what is worldly right? What filter are you going to use that tells you, yes, this is the way, walk in it, or this is not the way you need to turn back? What filter are you going to use? I ask that everyone would stand. Dear Heavenly Father, I do thank you so much, dear Lord, for this day. God, I thank you for the words, dear Lord, that you have given to us. I pray, God. I pray, God, for us that are here, for the ones that have heard this message online. God, that we will not take your love and your mercy as weakness. But God, that we would respond in repentance. Repentance unto you and that we would follow your, your commands. And that we would live obedient to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I would say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers.